Hello guys, welcome to a brand new episode of uh, Boring Times with the Word Guy. This is season three, episode three, and uh, again I'm back with my frequent co-host Sundesh sir. So today we're going to do an educational topic that is changing the voice of a sentence that is from passive to active or active to passive. And uh, so the so when you have a great English teacher like uh, Sundesh sir, then uh, I don't have any uh, like. Um, a job here in this episode to make uh, to explain it to you so he'll only do all the most of the work i'll just ask him questions uh, later on and uh, so i'll just hand it over to him thank you sir ah thank you nishala um actually i'm glad to be back on the podcast i was just giving a bit of uh, you know respite uh, for all the podcasts because uh, Nishala was uh, busy with his uh, admissions to the undergraduate college uh, and uh, he actually got it in uh, engineering college right uh, Nishala yes sir uh, so he uh, yeah so we're just waiting for those formalities to you know uh, um, be done with so now we're back uh, with this uh, podcast uh, and this is quite an interesting topic in grammar that is uh, changing the voice of a sentence usually questions will come in the english language papers uh, of our competitive exams and even in the pu course and various other you know uh, exams uh, so changing the voice means we have to change uh, the sentence from active to passive voice or from passive to active voice. So that's what we're doing today. Okay. So uh, first things first, we have the word voice. Now, the word voice in grammar refers to the verb in a sentence. Okay. I'll repeat that. The word voice in grammar refers to the verb in a sentence. So, to understand how to change the voice of the verb in a sentence, we need to a bit of background material, okay? Uh, so, I, I have to apologize if you do not understand my handwriting. At least I hope uh, that uh, my explanation will be clear enough. Uh, so, and to continue, uh, the background material is we need we need to know about verbs and pronouns. Now, verbs and pronouns are two parts of speech. First, we will take up pronouns. Okay, pronouns are words used instead of a noun. That is the definition of a pronoun. Pronouns are words used instead of a noun. So, pronouns are divided into several groups. The, okay? They are divided into seven or eight groups. And we need to know about two of these groups. Two of these groups. The first group is called the personal pronouns. The second group is called the possessive pronouns. So, first we'll take up the personal pronouns. Right? The personal pronouns, I've listed them out here. The personal pronouns are I, me, you, you, he, him, she, her, it, 
it we us you you they them now pronouns have three characteristics three characteristics first is the person second is the number third is the case so uh, by person we mean uh, first person second person or third person so i have listed them out in this tabular column i and me belong to the first person you belongs to the second person and this group at the bottom belongs to the third person now we'll see what we mean by first person second person and third person let us look at the two other characteristics of a pronoun the second characteristic of a pronoun is a number number in grammar means singular or plural singular means one plural means more than one okay that's what we mean by number and the third characteristic of a pronoun is a case subjective or objective okay subjective case means that the pronoun comes in the beginning of a sentence and the objective case means it comes at the end of a sentence in the object part of a sentence so let's see how these three definitions apply to these pronouns so first we'll take up the first person pronoun i here i written the definition of the persons the first person is defined as a person speaking the second person is defined as a person spoken to and the third person is defined as a person spoken of now what does this mean see if we have two people speaking we have two people speaking okay we will call them a and b okay a and b are speaking to each other now whenever a refers to himself he refers to himself as i person speaking will always refer to himself as i b is a person spoken to he is always referred to as you so and let's suppose there's another person c who may or may not be there now a and b are speaking of c so um, c is referred to as he right if c is a girl she'll be referred to as she right uh, and so we have what first person second person and third person now uh, it can be seen that uh, i comes in the beginning of a sentence and me comes at the end of a sentence so we say that i is in the subjective case and me is in the objective case for example i have a book the book belongs to me okay uh, you have a book the book belongs to you he has a book the book belongs to him she has a book the book belongs to her it has a tail the tail belongs to it we're talking about a dog so we see that this group of pronouns here are all singular they all refer to one this group of pronouns on the right refer are the plural forms of the first person so we say uh, let's suppose okay we have two people speaking hmm? a and b are speaking to c and d hmm? now a and b are speaking to c and d say we they refer to themselves as we so we is the first person plural and uh, uh 
uh, now C and D are referred to as both of U. So U is plural, right? Uh, let's suppose they're talking about two people E and F. And uh, E and F are referred to by A and B as they, right? So we have the third person pronouns, right? Plural forms, okay? Now, those are the subject. We are... Uh, how do we understand case? See, we have a we have books. The books belong to us. All of you have books. The books belong to all of you. They have books. The books belong to them. So we have subjective and objective case of the personal pronouns, plural forms. Okay. Now, uh, uh, see, uh, uh, these words they're quite. Uh, they were well known. See, I, me, you, you, he, him, she, her, it, it. Okay, all these are well known. We, us, you, you, they, them. So all we need to know is I will change to me and me will change to I. Okay, uh, they both refer to the same person, and he and him also refer to the same person, right? So uh, now, with that in mind. Okay, uh, let us uh, look at the possessive forms, right? Possessives as they know. So uh, they are mine, mine, your, yours, his, his, her, hers, its, its. Right now, how do we understand the possessives? By possessive, the word possessive actually means ownership, right? So uh, we can form sentences like this. I have a book, the book belongs to me. It is my book, the book is mine. You have a book, the book belongs to you. It is your book, the book is yours. He has a book, the book belongs to him. It is his book, the book is his. She has a book, the book belongs to her. It is her book, the book is hers. It has a tail, the tail belongs to it. It's its tail, the tail is its. We have books, the books belong to us. They are our books, the books are ours. All of you have books, the books belong to all of you. They are your books, the books are yours. They have books, the books belong to them. They are their books, the books are theirs. So we have the first person, second person, third person, singular and plural forms of the possessives. So um, we need to know about these two categories of pronouns. Next, we'll look at the verbs. Okay? Verbs, uh, as it is well known, they are words of action, right? Now, the whole group of verbs is divided into two groups, main verbs and auxiliary verbs, right? Main verbs are sit, stand, walk, talk, etc. Now, sit is an action, stand is an action, walk is an action, talk is an action. All these verbs uh, are action words. They have meaning, right? Main verbs have meaning. Let's look at the auxiliaries. Auxiliaries are divided into two, primary and modal. The primary auxiliaries are forms of have, do, and be. Now, Next, we have the modal auxiliaries. 
the modal auxiliaries are can, could, will, would, shall, should, may, might, and must, need, ought to, and dare. Uh, that's D-A-R-E. Okay? So, I'll repeat the modal auxiliaries. Can, could, will, would, shall, should, may, might, must, need, ought to, and dare. These are called the modal auxiliaries. Now, verbs have two characteristics. One is tense. The other is number. Now, if I say sit, the past tense of sit is sat. If I say stand, the past tense of stand is stood. If I say walk, the past tense of walk is walk. So the main verbs are present and past tenses. The primary of these being verbs, they also have tense. If I say he is here, it is present tense. He was here, is it is past tense. So by forming simple sentences, they are, they were. Okay, I do, he did, I have, I had, I am, I was. By forming simple sentences, we can understand the present and past tenses of the primary auxiliaries. Okay, now, uh, the second characteristic of a verb we need to understand is the number. Number is a, the number of a verb. Is a topic in subject-verb agreement. That's a chapter, subject-verb agreement. So subjects and verbs, they are formed, they're parts of sentences, right? So we have two sentences here. I sit, Ram runs. They're very simple sentences, right? I sit, Ram runs. So they're sentences because they make complete sense, right? So we see that. In the first sentence, I is the subject, and in the second sentence, Ram is the subject. So subjects can be nouns or pronouns. Ram is a noun, and I is a pronoun. Subjects can be nouns or pronouns. Now verbs. Just now we saw verbs. Verbs are divided, as I said, into main verbs, auxiliary verbs. Auxiliary verbs are divided into primary and modal. So we have the primary auxiliaries and the modal auxiliaries and the main verbs, okay? Now, what do we mean by agreement? By agreement, we mean only one thing. The subject is singular, the verb should be singular. The subject is plural, the verb should be plural, right? So the rule of subject-verb agreement is verbs agree with the subject in number, okay? Singular subject requires a singular verb, Plural subject requires a plural verb. So we have the chair, that is a singular subject. The chairs, that is a plural subject. Ram is a singular subject. Ram and Sham is a plural subject. Now, what about verbs? How do we, we can identify singular and plural subjects? How do we identify singular and plural verbs? So if the verb ends in S, it is usually singular. Okay? So let's look at some verbs which end in S. Is ends in S. Has ends in S. Does ends in S. Reads ends in S. Writes. So we have a number of verbs which can end in S. Now, if I put a subject like he and form sentences like he is here, he has a book, he does his work, he reads a book, he writes a book, right? So we have a singular subject and a singular verb. So these are Okay, uh, so verbs which end in S are usually singular. But 
if the verb does not end in s, it can be singular or plural. So let's look at some verbs which do, which do not end in s. Have ends in e. Do ends in o. Write ends in e. Read ends in d. Look ends in k. So I can say I have a book, but I can say they have books. I do my homework, they do the homework. I write in a book, they write in a book. I read a book, they read a book. So we see that if the verbs do not end in s, they can be singular or plural. Okay? Now, another characteristic of verbs that we need to understand is the tense of a verb. Okay? So we have four forms of a verb. Okay? So we have the present tense form, the past tense form, the present participle form, also known as the ing form, and the past participle form. Okay? If we add ing to any verb, except the modal auxiliaries, we get the present participle. So, for example, if I say sit, sitting, stand, standing, walk, walking, okay? Uh, and we can also add the ing to the primary auxiliaries, being, doing, and having are the present participle forms of the primary auxiliaries. But we cannot have the present participle form of the modal auxiliary, canning, shooting, musting are not words, right? So the present participle form, uh, we can form it uh, for um, any verb except the modal auxiliary. And the past participle form ends in D, E, D, N, E, N, or T. That is the spelling of the verb, the past participle form of the verb. It ends in D, E, D, N, E, N, or T. These are the five common endings of the past participle. So here, I have written a number of verbs, right, in the four forms. So we say move is in the present tense, move is in the past tense, moving is the present participle, and move is the past participle, writing D. Talk is in the present tense, talk is in the past tense, talking is the present participle, talk is the past participle. So we say speak is in the present tense, spoke is in the past tense, speaking is the present participle, spoken is the past participle. So we're adding N. We're adding N. Similarly, we can say write, wrote, writing, written. We're adding N. Or learn, learned, learning, learned. We're adding T. So we have the four forms of the verb. And I've also written down the uh, four forms of the primary verb. So we say, is, am, are, have, as, do, does, are the present tense forms of the primary auxiliaries. Was, were, had, and did are the past tense forms. Being, doing, and having are the present participle forms. And been, had, and done are the past participle forms of the primary auxiliaries. So these are the four forms of a verb. Now, we come to the tenses. So each of the uh, three tenses, present, past, and future, has four forms. Each has a simple form, the continuous form, the perfect form, and the perfect continuous form. So we have simple present, present continuous, present perfect, present perfect continuous. And we can also have simple past, past continuous, past perfect, and past perfect continuous. Then we have simple future, future continuous, future perfect, and future perfect continuous. 
So uh, we have four forms uh, of the verb and three tenses. So that makes it a total of 12. So what I've done here is I've written down the sentences, right? Sentences in each of the tenses, right? So see, first we'll take up the present continuous tense. Present continuous means the action is going on continuously in the present, okay? So the example sentences are, I am watching TV now, he is watching TV now, they are watching TV now. So action is going on continuously in the present. So we can draw a timeline, a timeline like this. So we have a line, okay? This goes off into the future, this goes off into the past, the present. This is the present continuous. Action is going on continuously in the present. Now, if we look at the verbs, okay, we have these three, is, am, or are, is, am, or are, plus watch is the main verb to which we added ing. So, is, am, or are, plus verb, plus ing, though that is, the, that is called the structure of the present continuous, right? Structure of the present continuous, right? Um, so, next we have Example sentences in the simple present. I move the chair, he moves the chair. I watch TV, he watches TV. So to the main verb move, we've added S. To the main verb watch, we added yes. So the structure becomes verb plus S or yes. Verb plus S or yes. This is structure of the simple present. Okay? Now, present perfect. What does the name of the tense indicate? We see, we, I'll draw a timeline like this. This goes off into the future. This goes off into the past, the present moment. The action started in the past. At the present, it is over perfectly. That is the present perfect. So I have watched TV and he has watched TV uh, are the example sentences. So I can ask a question like, what has he done all evening? He has watched TV all evening. Now it's uh, 9 o'clock. He started watching TV at 6. At 9, the action is over perfectly. At 9, the action is over perfectly. He has watched TV all evening. So what is the structure we have? Have or has plus watched. Watched is not the past tense. Watched is a past participle of watch. So we have have or has plus past participle of the main verb. That is the structure of the present perfect tense. Next, we have the present perfect continuous. The example sentence, I have been watching TV. He has been watching TV. Now, what does this tense show? I'll draw a timeline to illustrate. So, we have the future and the past, the present. Action began in the past, continues up to the present and goes beyond. So, what has he been doing all evening? He has been watching TV all evening. So he started watching TV at 6, at 9 he's still watching, at 10 he'll still be watching. So he has been watching TV all in. I have been watching TV all in. So we have have or has plus been plus work plus ing. This is the structure of the present perfect continuous. Next we'll take up the past tense, uh, past tenses, simple past. I move the chair, he watched TV. So we have move plus T, watch plus E, verb plus T or E. This is a simple past. Okay. 
how do we illustrate the simple past like this, right? So we have a timeline like this. This is a simple past, okay? Past continuous. I was watching TV, they were watching TV, right? So we have was or were plus were plus ing. How do we indicate the past continuous? We draw a timeline like this. This is the past continuous, right? Now, past perfect, I had watched TV, he had watched TV. And on the timeline, it's illustrated like this. This is a moment in the past. There's one moment before that. This is the past perfect. Okay? So what is the structure of the past perfect? Had plus past participle. And what is the structure of the present past continuous? This was or were plus were plus ing. Okay? Uh, now, I'm going a little quick, I know. But, you know, you can always... Uh, stop, rewind, and uh, watch again if you have any doubts. Hmm? Okay? So anyway, past perfect continuous. To con okay? Uh, the example sentences are I had been watching TV, he had been watching TV. So we have, this is the timeline, this is the moment now, this is the moment in the past, this is the past perfect continuous. So we have had plus been plus were plus int. Had plus been plus were plus int. This is the structure of the past perfect continuous. And next we have the simple uh, future tenses. Simple future, I will watch TV, he shall watch TV. Will or shall plus verb. How do we indicate the simple future? This is the timeline. This is the present moment. This is the simple future. And the future continues, I'll be watching TV, he shall be watching TV. So we have will or shall plus be plus verb plus ing. So we have this is the timeline, this is the future, this is the future continuous. Right? And future perfect, I will have watched TV, he shall have watched TV. So we have will or shall plus have plus past participle. So we have the timeline which can be drawn like this. So we have this is the future perfect, okay? This is the future perfect. And final text is future perfect continuous. I will have been watching TV, shall have been watching TV. So we have will or shall plus have plus been plus were plus ing. Will or shall plus have plus been plus were plus ing. How do we indicate this on the timeline? This is the timeline. This is the present moment, the future. This is the future perfect continuous, right? So now we come to active and passive voice. So, uh, as I said, the word voice in the sentence refers to the verb in a sentence. So right now, just now we saw all the tenses that the verb can be in. So uh, let's look at some simple uh, sentences. I've written to look at the first set of sentences. John kicked the football. The football was kicked by John. So uh, if we look at these two sentences, there is no change in meaning. They both mean the same, yet they are different. So we say that this sentence, John kicked the football is an active voice, whereas the second sentence, this sentence, the football was kicked by John is in passive voice. Now, what do we mean by active voice? Active voice means we have the subject, John. If the subject does some action, John, what is action John is doing? He kicked the football. The subject does some action, uh, it is in active voice. 
On the other hand, what do we mean by passive voice? Now, here we have the football. Football is the subject. Football is passive. It is acted upon. So if the subject is passive, it is in the passive voice. So John kicked the football. The football was kicked by John. Now, what are the changes we made? We made subject into object, object into subject. And the verb kick, word, verb kick, kick is in the simple past tense, verb plus ed, kick becomes was kick. So that means the general structure of the passive is B plus past participle. The B forms, remember, are is, am, are, was, were, being, and be, and the past participle form of the main verb. So we have, this is in the past tense, so was is in the past tense. Hmm. The football was kicked by John B plus past participle. So before the object, we add by the proposition by. Now, let's look at another set. John kicked the football. The footballs were kicked by John. So here we have what? John kicked the footballs. Footballs is plural. So here we have football. Football is singular, so we use was. A verb which ends in S is singular. But here we have footballs. Footballs were kicked by John. So where is shows the plural. Again, kick this in the past tense. B plus past participle were kicked. Okay? Now we'll change the tense. Uh, John kicks the football. Now this tense is simple present. Verb plus S. So, okay? Now, if we change it to passive, the football is kicked by John. So, you see, is is in the present tense. Present tense form of B. Remember, the general structure of the passive is B plus past participle. So, the football is kicked by John. Now, suppose we change it to plural. John kicks the footballs. The footballs are kicked by John. So, the primary of this, is shows its sim, um, singular R shows its plural, right? So, is ends in S, it's singular. R does not end in S, it's plural. So, next, we'll look at the other tenses. John is kicking the football, okay? Uh, uh, John is kicking the football. The football is being kicked by John. And so, you see, this is the present continuous. B uh, is plus verb plus ing. And so the ing form shows the continuity of the action. So the football is being kicked in the passive. Being shows the continuity of the action. John is kicking the footballs. Now it becomes plural. The footballs are being kicked by John. So these are the singular and plural forms of the present continuous. John has kicked the football. The football has been kicked by John. So, this is the present perfect, okay, uh, singular. John has kicked the football, the football has been kicked by John. So, has shows it singular. The plural form, John has kicked the footballs, the footballs have been kicked by John. So, have shows it's plural. So, this is the present perfect, plural, passive, okay. John will kick the football or footballs, the football or footballs will be kicked by John. This is a passive, this is active. So we have B plus past participle for the simple future tense. Will plus verb. Okay. John will be kicking the football or football. 
football or footballs will be being shipped by drone. So this is the future continuous active voice, future continuous passive voice. Finally, we have John will have kicked the football. The football will have been kicked by John. So this is the future perfect. And the future perfect uh, passive is will have been plus past participle. So we see, we cannot have the passive form for the perfect continuous tenses. For example, John has been kicking the football. The football has been being kicked by John, which is uh, uh, sort of inward. Uh, uh, so uh, we cannot really have uh, any uh, uh, passive voice for the uh, perfect continuous tense. So here I have written the you know the steps for changing active to passive. Interchange subject and object. Put the verb into B plus past participle. Put by before the object in the passive tense. So for changing from passive to active, we reverse this. Remove by remove the B form. Observe the tense and change it to the active. So Sir, shall I ask you the questions? Sir, your voice is not audible. Hello, sir. Uh, hello, Nishala. Tell me, ask me. Yeah, ask me uh, one or two questions. So, anyway, this may be a continuity of that uh, video previous yes. episode. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Prashant is going to present him with a sports car. Prashant is going is to, going to going to present him with a sports car with. With a sports car. Okay? Yes. Sir. So this is a sentence. Now, first we'll have to identify the verb, verb phrase. So the verb phrase is is going to present. Okay. Now is going to present. It is of the form is, which is a B form, is am or are plus going to plus verb. Uh, so, this is a form of the future, right? Uh, now, uh, how are we going to change this into the passive? So, first we have to identify the subject and the object. The subject of the... This, is, this sentence is in active voice because the subject, Prashant, is doing some action. He is going to present a much podcast. So, this is in active voice, okay? Now, first, uh, first step is we have to identify the subject and object. So Prashant is a subject and we can take him as the object. Okay. So uh, now uh, we did pronouns, right? So him is in the object. Okay? If it comes to the beginning of the sentence, it will become he. Okay. Now, 
how are we going to change it? I have not explained this in those tenses, but I'm going to write it down. Uh, he is going 